go across the way, all the way to the West Coast at the Kia Forum in Los Angeles, California. AEW Collision had their final collision before their pay-per-view full gear. That is also going to be taking place in the same exact arena. And to start off the show, we get Tony Schiavone, and he introduces the TNT champion Christian for the opening segment. Christian is being accompanied by his pet dinosaur and his son, the emo teenage Nick Wayne. Christian is going to be in a six-way match at full gear and there's also going to be a four-way match taking place on this episode of collision to determine the number one contender to face christian cage for his tnt championship tony shivani he's so used to leaving the ring whenever someone is cutting an in-ring promo because everyone just snatches the mic away from tony shivani and they tell him to just piss off but christian he's old school and he says nah tony you stay it's your job to hold the mic just make sure you hold the mic properly Christian Cage sends everyone a message involved in a six-way match. Sting, Darby, Adam Copeland, including Ric Flair. And Christian Cage guarantees that he is going to break Adam Copeland's neck. And man, if that's not a way to uh, hype up a match at a pay-per-view, then I don't know what is. When it comes to the four-way, Christian Cage does not care who it is. Bring him on. He ain't even worried about that. What a true fighting champion Christian Cage is. Doesn't matter. I'm going to beat them. And that's the champion that I can get behind. Lexi is backstage interviewing Big Bill and Ricky Starks. The tag team champions, they have an announcement of themselves because AEW, they love announcements. So let's have another one. They announced, they being the tag team champs, Big Bill and Ricky Starks, too many pronouns, pal, that the four-way tag match for the championships at full gear is going to be a ladder match. And that will even up the odds because... Big Bill, he's really fucking tall. So Ricky Starks and Big Bill decided to do this type of stipulation to get the upper hand. So we already have a Texas death match. And now we're going to have a ladder match at full gear. And it's going to be in insane i bet miro versus daniel garcia miro is a much bigger much stronger wrestler and i almost felt bad for daniel garcia and that is a new feeling never have i ever felt bad for daniel garcia because daniel garcia has always been the heel since i can remember in aw miro was about to hit the daniel garcia dancey dance but garcia stopped miro and i'm like damn it i actually wanted to see that daniel garcia got some fight him in this match versus Miro surprisingly I didn't think Daniel Garcia had it in him I didn't think Daniel Garcia was gonna last two minutes in the ring with Miro but he did Miro was actually kind of rocked during this match a couple times Daniel Garcia was getting a lot of offense on the much bigger much meaner Miro but Miro hit a very very sweet chin music on Garcia's face I mean man Miro really got that leg up there for a big dude that that drop kick was right on the kisser. It was lovely to see. Garcia then locks in the crossface and a sharpshooter on Miro, and Garcia almost had him. Garcia almost submitted Miro, but Miro counters, locked in the Boston Crab, and submits Daniel Garcia. But son of a bitch, Daniel Garcia, even though he has lost his last three matches, he's on a losing streak. In my book, Daniel Garcia is 3-0. He's been having some great matches lately with the top guys Daniel Garcia faced MJF he faced Andrade he faced Miro and he made all three of these guys look really 
good. So I'm going to give it up to Daniel Garcia. He's gotten over with me lately, and hopefully he can keep up this uh, this great work that, that he's been doing, and we get to see more of Daniel Garcia. Lexi is interviewing Andrade and his new manager, CJ Perry. CJ Perry has entered Andrade in the Continental Tournament, which Andrade was surprised. He was not aware that CJ Perry was going to be making this move for Andrade, and Andrade seemed unsure at first until CJ Perry whispered something in Andrade's ear. Now, we don't know what CJ Perry said to Andrade, but whatever it was, it convinced Andrade to trust CJ Perry, his hot new manager, and be a part of that Continental Tournament that was announced by Tony Khan last week on Collision. I wonder what CJ Perry had to say to Andrade to uh, to convince him. Hmm. The King of the Black Throne, formerly known as the House of Black versus the Dalton Castle Boys. This is a tune-up match for the House of Black. The Spooky Guys versus the Feather Boys. Dalton Castle's Feather Boys were no match for the Kings of the Spooky Throne. And the House of Black pick up the win. And we also get to see Julia Hart, who's uh, another member of the House of Horrors, and is also going to be a part of the Full Gear pay-per-view in a three-way match for the TBS Championship title. The four-way match, the number one contender match for the TNT Championship, it was Trent Beretta versus Brian Cage versus Commander versus Penta. Good to see Brian Cage is doing okay after that video game street fight that he was a part of last Wednesday night on Dynamite where Brian Cage went through a bunch of tables and was a victim of a drive-by by Ibushi, but Brian Cage is, well, okay. Penta and Commander, they were in a tag team match versus the Bucks on Dynamite, but now they're opponents, and that's kind of unfair. These two, Commander and Penta, are friends, and they're for sure going to team up in this four-way match. And right off the bat, Penta and Commander, they start working together, and they start attacking Brian Cage. Brian Cage's crazy-ass suplex commander from inside of the ring down outside to the floor, and since it worked versus Kenny Omega on Wednesday, Brian Cage said, fuck it. Why not try it again on Commander? YOLO. And to be completely honest, I don't think I would want to see any of these four guys face Christian for the TNT Championship, but if I had to pick one, I predicted that Trent Beretta was going to win this one. It can't be Brian Cage because he's this big, badass heel, and so is Christian, so that really wouldn't work out. Commander would be no match for Christian. Penta, I don't think he would be able to have a good match versus Christian, so the only guy that I can see facing Christian out of these four who would be a better match for Christian would be Trent Beretta. Commander, he can't have a match without running on the ropes, and what do you know? I was right. Trent Beretta won the four-way and became the number one contender to face Christian for the TNT Championship at Rampage, which I did not watch because that was a shit ton of wrestling to watch already. It was five and a half hours in one day, and I, I'm sorry, but my brain, my soul, my mind, my body cannot take that much wrestling in one day. I mean, I tried it, but enough is enough. Sometimes too much is uh, a lot, and I can't handle it. Lexi was a very, very busy bee on this episode of Collision because she is interviewing Hobbs and Don Callis next. After Hobbs took out Paul White, Willie Hobbs says anyone can get it and tells Paul White to stay away. And yes, please, Paul, listen to Will Hobbs. Do stay away. I don't think we need to see Paul White come back and go after 
Hobbs. We don't need to see Paul White versus Hobbs in a feud. What's done is done. We get a rare sighting of Wardlow versus a local job guy who, again, I did not get his name because AEW just stopped caring about giving these people names. The War Dog, he's 12-2 and two in singles matches in 2023, and he's coming after MJF. Wardlow hits a moonsault, then a powerbomb on this local guy. The refs call off the match again. Wardlow wins. He leaves, and that's it squash match dax hardwood versus roosh the match that i never thought i needed to see in my whole entire life ricky starks and big bill the tag team champions they were on commentary roosh and dax two competitors that are going to be in the four-way ladders match at full gear this is a tune-up match for him this is also a preview of what to expect for the four-way tag match this singles match between these two is going to be a snug match pun intended and it's gonna be a stiff match dax and roosh they go outside of the ring and start brawling at ringside and roosh what do you know he breaks the count seconds after leaving the ring not once but two times and it was probably because the referee was counting in spanish so roosh can understand hey get your ass back in the ring or break the count or do something and it's the little things you know roosh was in full control of dax harwood and after seeing this match i'm kind of pumped for that four-way tag team ladder match now dax started bleeding from his chest after the chops that he was receiving by roosh that's how snug rush is in the ring roosh then turns his attention to the tag team champions and tells ricky starks chinga tu madre which ricky starks responds and says hey i speak spanish too and no thank you now i'm not going to translate what chinga tu madre means in english trust me you do not want to know let's just say it's not very nice ricky starks then rushes the ring spears roosh the ref calls off the match he rings the bell and all competitors from the four-way tag team ladder match rush the ring and have a big gigantic sloppy bra brody king and big bill they stare each other down and they have a little tug of war with the ladder and all hell is breaking loose and finally it took them a while but the security the refs they all come out and try to break everything up and not a whole lot of security and referee came out to try to break this thing up and this was actually really really great this did the job this got me hyped this got me excited to see this match and i never thought i would be excited to see a four-way tag team ladder match i mean this match has a gimmick on a gimmick on a gimmick but i'm looking forward to it the workhorse lady lexi is interviewing action andretti this time and uh this time he gets interrupted by roger strong mike and matt thank god because i don't think anyone wants to hear action speak at least i don't think roger strong says that uh, action andretti is gonna be his next victim and they're gonna have a match on rampage and i saw a clip that's been going around the internet where they were going for a standing spanish fly and completely botched it poor roger strong landed right on his head landed awkwardly and it looks like he was okay but roger strong was really close to actually living his gimmick of having a broken neck and being on a wheelchair 
Ouch. If you didn't see it, check it out. That clip was ugly. Then we get poor old Buddy Matthews versus Wheeler Yuta. Buddy Matthews, he can't catch a break in AEW because now he's having a competitive match versus Wheeler Yuta of all people. The House of Black, they were all over this collision show, which, which was good. But man, are they going to do my boy Buddy Matthews dirty? Are they going to feed my boy Buddy Matthews to this clown Yuta? Buddy is a genetic freak compared to Wheeler Yuta. And Wheeler Yuta just looks like shit. Yuta at one point was even toying with Buddy and teasing Buddy Matthews. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I mean, seriously. Wheeler Yuta is making Buddy Matthew look like a complete bozo. There was less Go Yuta chance in the very small crowd at Collision, but the Yuta suck chance were much louder because what the fuck? Even the same AEW fans can see how off-putting the state of this match is and how visually ridiculous this match looks when you have Wheeler Yuta having a competitive match versus Buddy fucking Matthews. Buddy Matthews... Thankfully, thank God, picked up the win, but he barely won versus Wheeler Yuta. There was going to be an afterbirth where Buddy Matthews was going to attack Wheeler Yuta with the chair, but Claudio hits the ring, and that is a matchup that I can get behind and that I can believe. Buddy Matthews versus Claudio, and this match is going to be added to full gear. So we went from nine matches on the card to now 10 matches, Claudio versus Buddy Matthews at full gear. We get a video package by John Moxley and Orange Cassidy to hype up their match for the international championship at full gear. John Moxley says that Orange Cassidy has a lot of spirit, but he hits like a bitch. Why does Moxley insist on making Danielson look like a weakling? I mean, the guy that Moxley claims that hits like a bitch broke Danielson's face. So if Orange Cassidy does hit like a bitch, what does that make Danielson? Hikaru Shida and Statlander versus Ruby Soho and Sarah. This is a tune-up match for both women's champions, Statlander and Hikaru Shida. Hikaru Shida is facing Tony Storm. Statlander is facing Julia Hart and Sky Blue in a three-way match. We haven't seen much of the outcast since Soraya lost the belt to Shida. And Soraya, she needs to do her own thing away from Ruby Soho. And it looks like that might be happening since Ruby Soho has been getting flirty with that former JAS guy. Shida's punches look like shit. Ruby Soho sells like shit. Sheena and Stantlander, they obviously got the win because they're going to be going to the pay-per-view. And for the main events, it's an interview with MJF and Tony Schiavone. MJF starts the interview by thanking that fat old prick, Tony Schiavone, for having him. And MJF says he's going to do whatever it takes to retain the tag team championship belts, the Ring of Honor championship belts, because it's a promise that he made his buddy old pal, Adam Cole, who's still sitting at home, because from his surgery full gear is also going to mark mjf as the official longest reigning aw world heavyweight champion and it's also going to mark one year since mjf won the championship and mjf likes his odds at full gear no matter what anyone says and that was aew collision this week a lot better than last week i should say which is fair because this was the last collision before the big pay-per-view so they really 
stepped it up here for this one. I kind of wish I watched Rampage because I saw some clips and some videos and some pictures and it looked like a lot went down on Rampage on their uh, one hour and a half special edition Rampage Christian defended versus Trent. I believe Samoa Joe and MJF had a, uh, a little face off, but I didn't get to watch it. Next week, I think I'm going to start watching Rampage though. Let me know what you guys think about this AEW collision. Thank you guys for listening to this two-parter episode 99 the wwe smackdown and aw collision head-to-head -head episode i'll talk to you soon